Hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? No, I can't hear you. I can hear you. Okay. (laughs) I'm signing now. Does that help? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now I can hear you. (laughs) Can you hear me? Oh, can I hear you? I cannot believe you threw something out like that yesterday and had me in suspense till today. I tried to go back and look at your profile and figure out what it was. I changed that post to only me, privacy setting. (laughs) I think Lori actually saw it because you put a like on it. Mm. Your daughter dancing? Yes. Was adorable. Yes. Here's the thing. I didn't want it out there. One is because when I first put it out there like 11 years ago or so, (laughs) I ended up putting it on a privacy setting just for like only me. So it showed up in my memories and I showed it to my little girl who's now in high school and she had never seen it before. Mm. And she wanted me to try to send it to her. And I don't know actually how to send a video from the Facebook website over to say a text or anything like that. I don't think that's possible. On the Facebook mobile app, you have a feature called saved. And then I saw in that saved feature, there's a feature you can create a collection of videos, then put multiple videos on it. So it was like three of those videos of all of her dancing the Lady Gaga's (laughs) poker face. It was our old house and it was in their playroom, which when you have toddlers, that playroom is gonna be a huge mess. Oh yeah. So the whole background, it was like, oh my God, Gosh, look at that hill of toys. Just it's a mess. Everyone's looking at our mess. But also <laughs> because I don't know if she wanted that stuff. She's really getting picky about what's out on the internet. There was that too. So I, I didn't look at Facebook all day. And then I came in that evening. And I'm like, what am I getting likes for? Did somebody tag me on something? And I'm like, no. <laughs> but she was so adorable. She she is adorable. You can hear her aunt laugh. It, it's a really funny video, but we didn't want it out there. Oh, my gosh. Well, I have so, to tell you, I didn't notice the background at all. I was so busy oh, watching her. Everybody probably did. And the people who liked it, people at work, and I'm like, oh, no, they're seeing this big mess. That is so funny because when you very first started telling the story, my assumption was that you didn't want it out there because of your child's privacy. It's hilarious that you don't care about your child's privacy. You don't want anyone to know your house is a mess. <laughs> that in combination. Oh, I'm busted. Busted. Oh, my busted. God. That is so funny. And Facebook does not make it easy to, when you have a video that is specific that you've put for Facebook, you're right. They don't make it easy to put it anywhere else but Facebook. So uh, yeah. I, I also have not yet figured out how to save something or text it to somebody. You can message it, but it still stays in the Facebook family. Mm-hmm. It smart. doesn't even, I don't know. <laughs> you know, there, maybe I'm wrong, but... There's a difference between Facebook mobile app and Facebook website. Yes. So if you look on the website, there's not even the saved feature. Hmm, At right. least I can't find it. But the mobile app, it's right there. And it gives you that option. And they're like, hey, you want to save this? And they don't say, we're going to let everybody else see it. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't. And the, the, and here's the, here's the thing. It doesn't even show up on your timeline. It just went out there in the abyss. So even oh. when I posted it, not on my wall or anything, not in my stories. Of course, you're not going to know. It's just, it just lets loose. Wow. 
Right. Well, I never even thought about that for a personal video. That is exactly how it functions for um, like for work. You know, like when we're when we're using our radio station app, mm -hmm. you're right. It's not on the timeline. It's in the video section, but it's shared nonetheless. It never occurred to me as a in your personal file that it would do that, too. I thought that was a business feature. Interesting. And I've never clicked it when it said saved. There were two things that happened. It saved on something I could see, but I have to intently go on the saved page. And then it did something different. It sent out this collection of videos that had a different title to it. And it said for later. <laughs> I did see and, that. I did, did see wow. for later. Yeah. Is. But it doesn't tell me, it doesn't give me where to find this for later. Mm. So the only reason why I'm even able to see this for later is because everyone liked it. And it's on that little bell that says what people liked and yes. or what you're tagged in. Oh. I feel like um, they don't make it Facebook easy. goes out of their way to make things more complicated. And I do think they do it on purpose. And in case you think I'm just a cranky old lady. I will say that Apple is the opposite. I feel like they go out of their way to make things easier. Thank you, Apple. For the first time in my whole entire life, I just got my own laptop. I've never had my own laptop. I've always had a company laptop. And now I've gone out and bought one of my own. And after a lot of research, I decided to go with a MacBook. <laughs> I love and, a Mac. Um, it just came this morning. And I opened it up and I set it up. And wow, is everything easy and intuitive. And I've been using my partner's MacBook for things. And this is, you know, we're only talking about a couple of years. It's even easier and more intuitive and, and and has more features that are easy to learn. So Facebook doesn't have to make things more complicated. They could make it easier, but I think they go out of their way so that you're not paying attention to what you're sending and sharing because I guess at the end of the day, they can just use it to sell things. I don't know. Maybe you're <laughs> going to start getting ads for how to organize your family room. Who knows? <laughs> or, or Lady Gaga tickets. Yes, I don't know. Right. Yes, or Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the one thing that really... I don't know what their intent is. If we could get someone in Facebook to let us know <laughs> what is going on here. I mean, there have been things a little iffier, like when it came to some sort of a privacy issue where you had to find out from other venues that you had to, to get into the settings to make it so that, let's say, your camera's not listening in or something. I, yes, I'm going to have to get, you know what I'm talking about. There are always, yes. There's always an issue. And then you find yes. out, five months later, hey, you might want to change this setting because Facebook automatically defaulted your account to do whatever. And it's like, then you have to follow a bunch of instructions to actually undo what they've done to do something to your privacy. What is that? Why, why do they do that? It's actually, right. and, and here's, and here's an example I too am a cranky old lady. of my pro Apple stance here. And I, and I know I'm wrong. I'm sure there are a million things that Apple does that are not good for privacy. But for example, the contact tracing, feature, right? The, the latest update basically crammed in a thing where you can get involved in contract tracing for the state for COVID-19. But even though they installed the software on your phone, you still have to opt into it, right? You have to go out of your way to say, yes, I want to be part of that. Otherwise, it's a false to know. You can ignore the software. Facebook feels like the opposite. They just opt you into everything. And then five <laughs> months later, you have to go back and figure out how to opt out of it, right? <laughs> right. Yes. You're like, I don't remember doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It would be something that you'd think most people would prefer to opt out of. So why would they do that? Why? Right. 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 Because they I can. I don't know. They're devious. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is this why people like get out of Facebook and and just do other sorts of social media or try yeah. to? I, I'm the first one to admit I'm I'm sort of trapped and not not trapped in a like addicted like oh I can't wait to see what people say way. But for example, I I came across something yesterday that was personal to my mom and a and a family friend, and I'm still in touch with these people on Facebook. And I I posted something about that. It was really nice to be in on all that. I suppose the old school way would have been to call them on the phone and have a conversation and yada, yada, yada. But I guess I'm sort of addicted to the concept of being able to reach out and touch people without having to track them down and call them on the phone. So I do think we're addicted. I mean, we and generationally, we need that one. My friends, these people were not going to be on Snapchat. I don't I doubt if they're even on Instagram. They're certainly not on Twitter. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've. We, I don't know, you know, Zuckerberg created the monster, but we all happily went into the monster with him. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Pretty sneaky, sis. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, too, I love Facebook. I don't mean to rip on them, but my God, explain yourselves. And you can't reach anybody ever. No. Have you ever no, tried? Humans. Yeah, never. No phone number. Sometimes your account gets hacked. You can't contact them. You go to a page and you do this and that, but you never, ever get to talk to somebody. In fact, the person who is in charge of faith communities on Facebook now, her name's Nona. When she got the call to come to work for Facebook, she thought it was a joke. She's like, ha, Facebook does it. You can't call Facebook. She thought it was a joke because she knew you can't get a hold of Facebook. And sure enough, they're trying to hire her. And she's like, I'm not calling them back. This is a joke. Wow. (laughs) Did she actually go to a place? No, she was in Florida. And I think, aren't they in L.A. or something? And uh, they wanted her to work for them. She said she wasn't going to leave Florida. They're like, hey, you can work remotely. She didn't even apply for a job. So when she got the call, she's like, it was a message. And then they left another message. She's like, oh, maybe I better (laughs) look into this. I wouldn't have thought that either, that a human. It was probably a computer calling. Yeah. (laughs) Some bot. hire you. This is FaceBot. (laughs) May I help you? Well, back to the the messy house. I am so lucky they didn't have Facebook when I was raising my kids because I even joined a group called Messies Anonymous. (laughs) Weekly support group. There are other people that, you know, have more important things to do than clean house. I remember I was in like this Bible study once and so many of these girls were like, ah, when I'm frustrated, just clean house. My house always has to be so clean. You could eat off the floor. And I'm like, you could eat off my floor, too, because there's food on it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we like to be outside. I'm like, you know, we're we're playing. We don't have time for this. (laughs) Our house, my house growing up was always kind of a mess because we we were the house that all the kids came to. Right. Not just like my siblings are a couple years older than me but I can remember they always have a bajillion friends over and then when I was older my bajillion friends and I think my mom preferred it that way she'd rather have a messy house but know where everybody was and what they were up to you know me too Um, yeah so I I I, to me I'm kind of the same way now of course I have no friends I just have dogs and cats (laughs) but there's animal toys everywhere (laughs) dust dust bunnies well plus we're in COVID so okay this happened at Christmas my house is clean But I've got some things stacked up trying to figure out what to do. And I live in a small apartment. Whoever comes over anyway, right? Right. Tuesday night before Christmas, I get a knock on my door and I'm like, somebody's knocking on my door. Oh, my gosh. What's going on? And I look out and there's people with masks on. And I'm like, 
know what is going on right now. Finally, they pulled their mask down and I could see it was someone I know and they were delivering cookies to me. <laughs> I feel oh. like I acted so weird. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, crap, I can't invite them in. There's, I'm all crowded right, right, right. now. <laughs> So, yeah, there's that. But you Aww. could use COVID as your excuse. Yes. Well, I can't have anybody in my home right now. Right. <laughs> Gee, I'm packing for a trip and I've uh, got everything in the living room. I actually not only cleaned the house, but really, really decorated for Christmas because we were out of town for a couple of days and I had a cat sitter coming over and I wanted <laughs> to make the house look good for her. <laughs> we don't want her to think that we live like slobs or ignore the holidays. So quick, decorate the tree. <laughs> We don't want them to think we're a messy, we're right. a messy bunch. We don't want yep. them to think the truth. We don't want <laughs> them to think the truth. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh. Yeah, I mean, we just we the kids growing up. My daughter was a horse girl, so I like to keep the saddles in the house, especially during winter, so they didn't get moldy. And the boys, you know, they had all their stuff. I mean, it was clean. We just had a lot of stuff everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's clean. It's it's exactly. It's clean. It's just stuff. Right? One day, the, yeah. right. One day this lady said to me, I think you must have a messy house. And I turned 100 shades of red and I'm like, yeah, I do. She goes, yeah, you always hold me off at the porch when I come by. <laughs> like, oh, it's not obvious. <laughs> I felt the irony the other day when I actually had to clean dust off the top of the Roomba. <laughs> oh, that's this, hilarious. This pretty much says it all. <laughs> Do your that's cat 2020, right? <laughs> Do your cats ride the Roomba? No, no, they don't. I wish <laughs> I wish I had those cats that rode the Roomba or played with it. No, they just they run the farthest possible room. <laughs> Wait, cats who do ride the Roomba, they're not placed on there by their owners? I don't know, but whatever it is, they stay on there. Super glue. Yeah. Super, Super glue. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh great. Now Pete is gonna protest our podcast. Way yeah. to go, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> Peta, we're just joking. Would never super glue my cat. No cats were harmed in this podcast. That's right. No, that's right. No, I did. I will tell you years ago before we got a Roomba, which, by the way, I love. I did hesitate because I have dogs. And somebody told me before you before you buy a Roomba, check out the YouTube videos, dog versus Roomba. And it's basically just nothing but dogs tearing them apart. Oh. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, my God. It was hilarious. <laughs> but in the end, we went ahead and did it anyway. And they've been fine. There's some barking usually, but I've been too afraid to get near it. But wow, there's some really destructive dogs out there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They're like, we saved you. Why aren't you thanking <laughs> us? Exactly. I saved you from the room. <laughs> the six hundred dollar right <laughs> i didn't know there were that much well it depends on what you get that would be like the top of the line one i'm pretty sure we have the, the cheapest one but still yeah they're about 300 bucks they're pretty i didn't say this now they're pretty indestructible though they're smart little things they just you know bump into stuff and then they <laughs> get around it and then they talk to you sharon does a great impression of uh of the roomba <laughs> what does it, it say gets, um, like when it's running out of battery, if you let it go too long before it has time to go back and recharge, like usually it goes back and recharges itself. But if you set it off before it was really charged, it'll say, please charge Roomba. And then, <laughs> oh, and then you have to clean it. Please clean Roomba. But she just makes it so sad. <laughs> please charge Roomba. Gosh. Roomba is tired. <laughs> Roomba's got emotions, eh? <laughs> it, uh, yes. <laughs> Why do you have all these dogs? I'm very tired. 
Roomba sad. Don't ride Roomba. <laughs> well, Claire, you've been going through some of your mom's books while you've had all this time off. I have. Yeah. So after uh, we closed the house that I we don't grew up in, my siblings and I kind of split up all of our mom's stuff. And I've just been carrying this weight around, literal weight around for years. I don't think my mom would want me to. So I'm finally going through and I'm going to try to sell some of her books mm. or donate them to um, this new bookstore downtown or a few other things. And I wanted to flip through them and make sure that there wasn't anything personal stuck in the pages because she had a tendency to do that. And I've done this before, but even in this small sampling of these books, my mother was, her favorite author is Joyce Carol Oates, who was really prolific. Oh mm -hmm. my God, this woman wrote so so many freaking books and I have like 20 of these hardbacks here and you know I know my mother wouldn't want me hauling them around so I'll give them to somebody who's gonna enjoy them so I'm flipping through these books and I'm pulling out all the stuff that she used as bookmarks so I've gotten <laughs> and I, I have a list here okay so okay drugstore <laughs> receipt a bookmark okay that's, that's actually <laughs> imagine that oh really uh, got a uh this is a business card from the frederick douglas resource center which is some kind of family community center that my mom was probably volunteering for then there is there's a piece of paper that apparently she went to a joyce carol oates lecture i think she went to several of them actually but this was actually joyce carol oates herself speaking and my mom was taking notes about all the things that she had to say and so this is like her notes on the various things that Joyce Carol Oates was talking about. Um, and uh, But the funny thing is she wrote it on the back of a questionnaire about the lecture. So what they really wanted was for her, her feedback on how good the lecture was. But instead, she just took that piece of paper and wrote her own notes. <laughs> <laughs> but this is my favorite. And keep in mind that it's been probably 20 years since anybody cracked this book open. It's a sweet and low packet. <laughs> yes my mother grabbed a sugar packet my guess is she was probably sitting in a restaurant reading and the food came and so she just shoved the packet in the book oh my gosh and then shoved the book in her purse and 20 years later it's in a box i'm i'm lucky that like i haven't been attacked by ants oh my gosh oh Oh. Well, it's not real sugar, so I don't know if ants will go for it, That's right? True. It's sweet and low. <laughs> it's probably yeah. still good. It would probably still be here after the nuclear holocaust. I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> but over the years when I've gone through her things, I've also found like, obviously, you know, recipes and directions on how to get places. But a lot of her poems, my mom was a writer. I have a collection of her poetry, most of which is written on like scrap paper and little notebooks that she would buy. I just think that sometimes she was reading and suddenly she'd get an inspiration and she'd whip out a poem and then just shove it in the book and then just keep on reading and then forget that it was there. Oh, yeah. um, mm -hmm. So those are cool. And I, I'm not sure what to do with my mom's poems. Like that's another box I have. I won't get rid of this, but I have a box of these notebooks and scrap papers and stuff of, of her poetry. And, and sometimes I think, you know, it would be good to, to type it all out and publish it. And then other times I think it's really personal. And I don't know if she'd want that or not. I literally oh. don't know. Like she used to submit, I, there are some poems and some essays I know that she submitted to magazines and publications. And sometimes they get published and sometimes they didn't. And those I can pretty specifically know what she'd want to do with. But most of them, they're really personal. And some of them are pretty... Um, dark i guess and mm -hmm. so i i don't know what to do with that you know just keep it to myself i guess for now you know how there are people who publish poems or stories and just mm -hmm. say anonymous mm -hmm. i don't know if that's something you'd want to do um if if you feel like it's something so poetic that people could connect to and even the ones that are in a dark place i mean there's mm -hmm. so many people in a dark place these days and you yeah. know maybe to to hear 
hear it out loud um, could sometimes help people like in a like a Nirvana song. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's a hard one. Yeah. I'm I'm a firm believer of getting stories out there because people can relate. Sometimes just hearing somebody else has dealt with it can make such a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about the anonymous thing or should I give it her name? You could do like Auntie, like we call you Auntie Claire. It could be Auntie and then put your name to it. Well, I don't want to put my name to it. Um Collected yeah, by. Last my, last my brother. He's yeah. a writer too. I'll ask him. Oh, yeah. Ask my yeah. What they would do. But, you know, I never thought about that, that maybe it is, these probably are messages that somebody, I'm sure everything that she went through was pretty universal. I'm sure it seemed extremely personal to her, just like it always does to all of us. But and, and it's if, probably universal feelings. Yeah. And if you think about it, mm-hmm. people who write poetry are a certain type of people, they feel deeply. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why some people don't get poetry like me. Yeah. I have a hard time understanding it because I'm pretty black and white, you know, where my sister writes all these poems and they're so beautiful. But it takes me a minute to get it, you know. And so mm-hmm. I feel like if she had that gift, that it's a gift to be shared. Okay. Mm. I don't know if um, your mom used those poems as sort of a journal in the same way, especially when it's reflecting her feelings. But yeah. um, do, you, do you feel like that was kind of the case? Like, so instead of actually writing a journal or both doing journal, expressing her feelings through her own journals, private journals, as well as in poem form, song form? or Yeah, see, see, that's what's interesting. I mean, a- apart from the fact that I know some of them are cle- were clearly things that she did want published and others are clearly things that she did want private. Anna, you bring up a great conundrum there, which is the fact that she wrote wrote them in poem form. Was that still her way of journaling? Is that how she spoke to herself as mm. well as to anybody out there? Because she didn't have a quote journal, a diary. She There was no like, you know, dates or times or, or uh, some of the mm. poems reflect specific things that happened, but um, they don't necessarily, they, they weren't written in the form of, of a journal. So, but oh. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it probably was like a diary. Because I'll tell you, some of the stuff I wrote in college, I do not want my family right. to even get a hold right. of. Um, I, I think I even told my husband, if I have to go earlier than everybody else, burn those. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, I, I like keeping them because I like looking back and, and reading, you know, what was going on with me in teenage years or, you know, my young adult years. But some of it's just like so private that you don't want, especially mm. the entire world. Well, I'll, I'll never have that problem because no one can read my handwrating. I I can't even read my handwriting. I started, I actually started journaling about a year ago, thanks to Lori, actually. She was the one who, who got me back doing it. I had done it a nice. million years before, and then I stopped, and then I started again. And I don't necessarily do it every day, but I do it a lot more often than I used to. It's literally just a garbage dump for me to get thoughts and feelings out and just be in the practice of writing. I honestly can't even go back three days later and make sense of most of it, so... So Anna, take a clue from me and write it in code. (laughs) Or use invisible ink and then use the special solution to uncover the the writing. (laughs) Oh, those were fun. I think we can get that in a cereal box. Those were fun. Those were fun. They they have like Crayola markers that do sort of something like that. 
Ooh, yeah, Goofy. Hunts and stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that made me think as I'm getting older, it would be fun to start hiding some things in things for the kids to find. So, like that day, when that day comes and they go through my stuff, they're like, what? You know, give them some humor. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. Leave a little, little uh, Easter egg. Little, yeah. Little Easter, <laughs> Easter eggs. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So sometime in their lives, they might like uncover something you hid on purpose. Yeah. Like maybe they go through a book. I mean, hopefully they'd look before they threw them out, but maybe there would be a crazy bookmark or a note to them. Oh, by the way, wow. I love you. Or, you know, even though it's my book, writing something to them. Right. Right. Do this. <laughs> right. There's $50,000 hidden in the, and then don't answer it. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then they would go through everything. <laughs> They'll rip up all the floorboards. It'll be hilarious. <laughs> right. Take each key out of the piano. Right. <laughs> oh, you're going to wreck the place, man. <laughs> I'll have a seance. Hidden in the world. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ouija board. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. D did you guys, I was sidetracking here, but ha did you guys grow up? with adults, the grown-ups saying, don't you ever, ever, ever have anything to do with like the Ouija board. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my really? God. I went to Catholic schools. So the, all the nuns, they would actually have a talk with us. And this is third grade, Sister Anita. <laughs> There's something called a Ouija board. If someone is playing with it, you leave that house and go blocks away. And she was like that serious about it. She said, it's like so dangerous, but I've heard stories. Like I remember I was living in a dorm my first year in college and one uh, girl I still keep in touch with, she said someone was using it in the room next to her, in the dorm room next to her, and some strange things were happening. Uh -huh. She's not one of those people that believes in that kind of stuff, like openly, but she was like, some of the strangest things were happening and it scared the, it just scared her real bad. So I don't know if this stuff, I still don't know if this stuff is true, but I grew up just knowing uh, not to be a part of that. And, and it's easy to get access to, right? Milton yeah, Bradley yeah. or something. Yeah, you just oh, yeah. go to Toys R Us and buy one. It's not like, <laughs> so did, didn't her warning you to stay away from it just make you want to run toward it? I mean, you obviously went out of your way to look up what it was and why it was dangerous. Wouldn't she have been better off just not talking about it at all? Well, it scared me. <laughs> I, did, I, I was an obedient kid, so I was uh -huh. like, but I also was scared of certain things, especially the supernatural right. uh, back then, because my older brothers would like play those movies or you well, know. The, like The Exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I still to this day can't even watch that. Yeah, it's pretty terrifying, actually. Yeah. It's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I never had any of that with the Ouija board. The only time I never even heard of it until a slumber party when I was, I don't know, oh. nine or 10 or 11. And we used to do all that crazy crap at slumber parties. Yeah, like, like, who are you going to marry? Skips or... a board and hold seances and, you know, all oh. that all that kind of stuff. And it never, like, nothing ever happened. I don't even remember. There were things at slumber parties that scared me, but not those. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe I was with a bunch of unimaginative girls who couldn't make stuff up to scare me. I don't know. <laughs> but on the same note, the magic eight ball, we got the same warning about that too. Oh, you really? did? The magic eight ball? Yeah. <laughs> like it was evil or something. I didn't know about that one. <laughs> Hang on. Your church warned you about a ball full of water with a triangle inside of it? <laughs> I don't know if it's my church. I just remember feeling like I was going to get in trouble every time I asked it a question. And <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but 
but did, who who told you though? Well, who that's a good it? question. Did it just did it come from me because I felt like oh the Ouija board, the eight ball, all this when you're predicting that's bad. I don't know. But I always felt like, oh, I'm not supposed to do this. I'm not supposed to know the future. <laughs> Did some of the grown-ups say to you something about fortune telling, probably. how the evil or something like that? Yeah, probably. That's probably where it came from. Do, do you Did you grow up feeling like uh, fortune telling was evil? Oh, yeah. Like even ESP. If people said that they oh, like had ESP. Yeah. Wow, I see ESP I thought was like just a physical gift, right? That some people had. Yeah. Yeah. But somehow, and and again, I don't know if I like brought this on or what, but it was like that was evil too. And um yeah, I've I've changed my beliefs a lot since I was eight, nine, ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to do um when I uh, I spent a couple summers living in Boulder, Colorado, and so I went through a real like kind of spiritual woo-woo phase because it's just like part of the country where you do that. I can't explain it, but there's something about being there that that gets you more in touch with that realm. And I got really into two things: medicine cards and runes. And they're both they're kind of two sides of the same coin, just from different cultures, right? Where unlike it's not like tarot where it's trying to tell your fortune. It's more like laying out a set of cards and then there's kind of a book you read that helps you guide through and it just sort of helps you think things through. It's interesting. It's kind of like a little way of self-therapy. And like with all things, horoscopes or whatever, you kind of get out of it what you put into it, right? But I really enjoyed that. I still have the rune. I actually made a set of runes. I went into the mountains and I collected some like flat stones and then I borrowed somebody's Dremel tool and I carved the little symbols in and then I like carved it in with a Sharpie so that it would be good and easy to read. And I used to carry around this bag of rocks <laughs> and just like do this little thing it was it was fun and and i don't remember ever being afraid of it but i definitely remember believing in it like even talking about it right now i'm thinking damn maybe i should whip out the runes and ask them what to do next yeah, you know? yeah. i think i think you maybe know? that would be a great wow. idea <laughs> so i've never heard of i've never heard of runes and i've never heard of of medicine cards but they medicine they're cards, not yeah. exactly like tarot uh cards or readings tea leaves i mean there might be other people who think that they are i i guess the way i've always learned about tarot is that you go to someone who's a a professional and they interpret it for you and they really are looking at allegedly things that have and will happen whereas i feel like with runes and medicine cards it's really more of a guide like if this is coming into your life it's because you need to see this message right so you need to read read this passage and kind of think about what this means and why mm. that would be here and you know it's from the medicine cards are fun because it's all it's native american spirituality right so it's all oh. animals and well crow says this but raven says this but dog says this you know and it's it's it, oh. Oh, it's fun and they're beautiful the set i have is really pretty you know looking mm. um but i really enjoyed those but i never i never thought about them as impeding on uh, my religion in any way. I suppose it would for other people, though. I just hadn't thought of it that way. Well, I think sometimes people are just so fearful of anything they don't know, and so they want to shut it down. It's like you look back and go, oh, wow, that was really short-sighted. Right. But I like the the fact that the, like with the runes and the medicine cards, the fact that they are of the Native American, they've been around much longer, I would think, like yeah. around longer than maybe how tarot cards are being used. Like I think of like, you know how people um, use the horoscopes and, you know, your your sign and all that kind yeah. of thing, but they don't take into account the Chinese horoscope 
right you know like to get the full picture if if you're going to go that route why is it just one or the other and uh right to to determine what people need in their lives for that year yeah. or for that day or whatever right and it's it, that's a great thought because if you're if you're thinking about it just from the perspective of looking for some self-reflection and guidance that's one thing but if you truly believe this is the way to, to, to borrow the phrase from the Mandalorian, mm -hmm. you're right. You should be looking at all of the ways. You should be reading the Chinese horoscope and you should be throwing the I Ching and you should be reading the Zodiac and you should right. I'm sure they're all lining up. <laughs> yeah. This one yeah. says no and this one says yes. Right. <laughs> I will you go know, to the magic eight ball for the, the yes. final <laughs> reply easy. Try again. Oh my God. It is certain. No. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Try again. Well, before we wrap up, I had a couple things. Number one is a lot of people around here are getting the COVID shot. Did you see that? Like the nurses? Yeah. A lot of nurses are posting and they're under observation to see how it goes. Good. So that was interesting. And you heard Marianne passed away from COVID? Yes. Dawn Wells. Oh, yes. Wells. Right. We did yeah. not know this. Gilligan's Island. She was the girl next door. Yes. Aww. Little farm girl. It was COVID, but um, was she up in age, I, I'm assuming, also? Yeah, I think maybe close to 80, yeah. I'm thinking. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I, loved her. I loved all of them so much. They were like my best friends. Oh, right? <laughs> yes. You know, even the Howells. Yeah. <laughs> even the Howells, yes. When push <laughs> came to shove, they were good people. I always thought maybe Gilligan and Marianne would get married. Oh. But no. I just want to know where Mrs. Howell's poodle came in <laughs> to the, into the picture. <laughs> that poor lady. It was probably just a Mrs. Howell moment she was having, though, during the time that they were being rescued. Mm -hmm. And she was saying, my poodle! <laughs> and right. Gilligan fell for it during the rescue movie, right? Right. They're on the boat. They're they're buckling up. Mrs. Howell, wherever this came from, said, Fifi, my poodle. <laughs> Gilligan's like, let me get let me get Fifi, <laughs> the dog we didn't see the entire time we were on the island. Right. Which would I don't have know died if I'm how many times. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> kind of pissed me off. <laughs> Maybe Fifi was like, you know, in an urn. <laughs> Did you think about that? <laughs> oh, that could have been. That makes more well, sense. Then, Gilligan was whistling for for this urn then. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, and also, we can't wrap up unless we talk about New Year's 2021. Oh, have happy, have happy, have, have, have uh, happy New Year. Do you, do you make New Year's resolutions? Not anymore, no. It's hard not to think about like turning a page and fresh start and blah, blah, blah and all that kind of stuff. But long ago, I gave up the whole, I'm gonna lose this many pounds or I'm gonna do this thing, you know? I just, yeah, how about you? I believe in looking back because whenever we do these grandiose goals, we don't do them and then we just feel bad. So look <laughs> right, back. Right. I mean, we survived a pandemic for heaven's sakes. We got to pat ourselves on the back and go, well, you know what? We are pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would go for right. that. Just just getting through the weeks this year has been a little bit bit of a challenge. So you're right. Right. You want to look back. Yeah. 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 I mean, when yeah. you think about it, you know, we're stronger and braver than we thought. But when we're in the midst of it, we're like, there are so many new firsts that we've never dealt with before. And it's so stressful. And yet we look back and we go, look at all these new things we had to do under duress, but we did them. Yeah. Right. 
I saw a meme that's been going around about for the last couple of days that says, as we enter 2021, I want everyone to enter very quietly and don't touch anything. (laughs) I just love that. Don't go storming right in. Just look around, take a breath, don't touch anything, don't break anything, and let's just hopefully ease into this thing, you know? I love that. It, it does feel like turning a page. I mean, especially this year. You you can't not feel it. And I know, like, no switch is going to magically turn on on January 1st, but it does feel like, and I think maybe this is what you're saying, Lori, like, whew, we made it, okay? Right. We got out of this one. <laughs> now we, right. We got a lot of work to do going forward, but we did get through 2020. Right. And yeah. for so many new things, we did a dang good job. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We picked up we picked up a lot of new skills, right? Yeah. We had to, you know, adjust to working from home. I mean, we had to adjust to so many things that, you know, were out of our comfort zone, basically. Yeah. But also tightening belts and rejiggering priorities a little bit. And it's all stressful stuff. Oh, man. But yeah, yeah. So we're, we're survivors. I, I played Gloria Gaynor, followed by, I can't remember yes. what the other song was. But yeah, I like it. Tread, tread carefully into 2021. I hear the dogs. <laughs> it must be time to wrap up. That's right. They know. <laughs> they know. The, uh, the mailman had the audacity to walk by, so that makes for dogs. <laughs> yeah. oh, Party in the box. By the way, I saw this meme. What if 2020 is just the trailer of 2021? <laughs> oh. Don't even think that. Speaking of New Year's Eve, did you know that uh, Times Square has an app for their crystal ball drop? They do? No. You can watch it on your phone? Yep. You can get an app and watch it, and you can even play some games. Oh, cool. I'm just saying, it's 2020. (laughs) We don't need to go out anywhere. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for joining us on Listen and Learn or Not, our New Year's Eve edition. Life Coach Lori, Claire, thank you for making 2020, for me, a blessing. Ditto. Right back at you, ladies. This this podcast has been one of the brightest spots of the year, of my week, every week. Cannot thank you both enough. And 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 you who are listening, everybody listening, for being a part of it. I feel like we're kind of a club. You know, we, we made it through 2020 <laughs> together. The Listen and Learn or Not Club. Join <laughs> or not. Become a member or not. Why not? <laughs> I love it. Download yes. it or not. Give us five stars or, wait, no, just give us five stars. There's no or not. <laughs> but I know for a fact you can get this podcast everywhere podcasts are available. Apple, Google, Spotify, warm1069.com, podcast1.com, or simply say, Alexa, open Listen and Learn or Not podcast and Alexa shall obey yes oh, because nice. she must <laughs> so evil. 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 well i'm hopeful for 2021 you guys how about you oh, me yes. too i am taking stock of what's behind but i am looking forward with great anticipation yes. i pick a word every year and last year was encouragement this year is hope hope yes love that hope hope yeah. hope so happy Hope new floats. year to everyone. Happy new year, everyone. Happy new year, everyone. This is Listen and Learn or, or not. not. <laughs> happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year, yeah. ladies. <laughs> Love you guys. Love you too, Love you too ladies. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye.